0: Hey guys, what's up? This is Dan Hanson. This is how not to suck at the stocks. Uh, Two disclaimers for you. One, this podcast is for entertainment purposes only. And disclaimer number two is this podcast is extremely not safe for work. So hide your dick. Let's get started. So yesterday, uh, the CFA Society of Chicago's Book Club discussed Annie Duke's book, Thinking in Bets. Annie Duke, she's a poker player. Um, If you've never played poker before... That's fine. The book, it isn't a poker book. The principles in the book are derived from playing poker, but they can be applied to anything. Pardon me. So one of the main principles of the book, the principle of the book, is when you're judging a decision, you have to separate the outcome from the decision-making process. What that means is when you make a decision, you don't know the outcome. All you know is what you know at that moment. You have the information you have at that moment. The future is always uncertain. Okay? So when you judge a decision, the outcome has nothing to do with it. Because you didn't know the outcome when the decision was being made. So how can you judge a decision with knowledge? And it's like, the principle is hindsight is twenty twenty. That's what it comes down to. All right. So I'm going to give you an example. And this is a drastic example. It's morbid. So I just want to nail this fucking point home, that when you judge a decision, the outcome is irrelevant. I'm not saying outcomes are irrelevant. I'm saying when you judge a decision, outcomes are irrelevant. Hopefully, I'm making this point clear. Any case. Um, so this happened in the 90s. It uh, happened when I was a kid. There was a there was a school bus, and uh, the bus driver stopped on the railroad tracks, and a train came and just hit the hit the bus and killed a bunch of kids. And there was this mother... And she blamed herself for her son's death. And I guess her son had done something wrong. She grounded him and couldn't use the car. He had to take the bus. And so she's, you know, she's saying, if only I didn't ground him. If only I let him use the car. If only I didn't make him take the bus, my son would be alive today. And now here's the thing. Those are all true statements. But they're also irrelevant. If you were her grief counselor, you wouldn't necessarily use that word. But she made the correct decision at the time. She was the parent. The son did something wrong. She disciplined her son. End of story. That's what responsible parents do. It was the correct decision. The outcome couldn't have been worse, but it was still the correct decision. And no one in the right mind, except for her, incidentally, uh, would blame her for her son's death. So, okay, that's an extreme example. Pardon me, but I wanted to really hit the point home. Uh, At the poker table, just to lighten things up, at the poker table, you see it all the time. Someone will have, like, seven deuce. They fold it. The flop comes seven, seven, seven. Oh, my God, they would have had four of a kind. I should have played that hand. No, you stupid fucking asshole. You shouldn't have. You made the right decision when you folded it. So the idea is if you consistently make the right decision, you may lose in the short run, but you'll win the long run. And if you consistently make the wrong decision, You'll, you'll win sometimes in the short run, but you'll lose in the long run. So for example, uh, Bitcoin. So I first learned about Bitcoin in January of 2013 when it was at like 20 bucks. And I remember thinking, man, what if I just threw a grand at it? And sometimes I like to you know, do the math and see how much money I would have made. And it's just for fun because I know if I was the kind of idiot that invested in Bitcoin, I would go broke. Because if I just applied that same decision-making process, which is essentially, hey, is this a thousand bucks? Why not? Well, okay. If I, just, if I applied that logic to everything in my life, I'd be fucking broke before you knew it. And you know, it's like the old adage. The worst thing that can happen to you when you walk into the casino for the first time is win. That's how they fucking get you. And, and also, incidentally, with Bitcoin, uh, I would have never let it grow to where it is now. I'd have always just kept selling. You know, I wouldn't have let us, like, let it ride and held it. I'd have been selling and selling and selling. So the actual amount would be much much less anyway. But in any case, like, you can't lose sleep over that kind of shit. It's like what Warren Buffett says: uh, you can't kick yourself for shit you don't know. You know, like if there is an investment you don't understand, you can't. You, you couldn't have predicted it. How could you blame yourself for that? And, and so that's all you have to look at. It is. I, I don't worry when other people make money in investments that I can't predict. It doesn't bother me at all. If I see other people and they're, they're making shitloads of money investing in Bitcoin or investing in Litcoin or whatever, it doesn't bother me. Because I know if I stick to what I know and if I consistently apply a sound logical framework to stocks, I know that I'm going to make money in the long run. And that, that's all that matters to me. I, I'll, I'll turn out a healthy profit and the rest is just noise. And and you'll you'll hear from traders a lot and invest people that claim to be investors, this idea that if the stock goes up, oh my God, I shouldn't have sold. And if the stock goes down, oh my God, I should have sold. Well, that's just results oriented thinking. And you don't actually learn anything from that. What did you learn? That if the stock goes up after you sold it, you shouldn't have sold it? How the fuck is that applicable? Do you have a crystal ball where this strategy can actually be of some use to you? No, of course not. You go to war with the army you have. You don't know if the stock's going to go up or down or not when you make the, the decision to sell. The outcome is completely irrelevant to the decision. I think I made that point uh, fairly clear. Uh, the 10-10-10 rule. So one, uh, there's one section here I liked. Uh, she talks about the 10-10-10 rule, which is when something happens to you, think... Okay, sorry, there's facets to it. Uh, when something happens, do you think, how is this going to affect you in 10 minutes? How is this going to affect you in 10 months? How is this going to affect you in 10 years? I might be fudging the time frame, but the general idea is to put things in perspective. You know, like chances are in 10 months, that story about like, you know, your apartment flooding or something, is just going to be a funny story. Chances are, it's not like, man, that was the beginning of the end for me when I got that flat tire in the middle of the night, you know? So it puts things in perspective. And with the decision-making, another thing she said is like, think about if, if you want to make a decision, think about uh, how you'd feel if you made the decision 10 minutes ago or 10 months ago, etc. So sometimes when I'm studying for the CFA, I'm uh, level three, sometimes I just want to quit. Sometimes I just want to run out of the building fucking screaming, but I don't. and I stick with it, and it, using her principle, it's like: How would I feel if ten minutes ago I quit? I probably feel like fucking shit, and then that's what keeps you going. So I like that. I like that part of the book: the idea of thinking almost fourth dimensionally. That sounded <laughs> that sounded extremely uh, coffeehouse, but thinking fourth dimensionally, like how is this decision going to look? in the future, to my, to my future self, if the past self made this decision. There's a funny, uh, I guess she's quoting Jerry Seinfeld, where Jerry Seinfeld is saying, uh, you know, night guy, night guy wants to stay up. Yeah, morning guy is going to wake up, you know, tired and hung over with only five hours of sleep. But that's, that's morning guy's problem. I'm night guy. And you know, it's so true. So if you live your life constantly fucking your future self over, then your life's gonna suck. But if you're constantly setting up your future self, so anyway, I think I've driven that point home. It, it helps to think of yourself as not just this one entity at this time, but that you are an ongoing, um, uh, whatever, an ongoing being, I guess. And okay, so um, one last, one last part uh, that we discussed was someone brought up. Uh, so in the book, she has what she calls a, like a what the fuck did she call it? A truth seeking group. So it's very common with poker players to talk about poker hands after the fact. And what idiots, well, I hear this every fucking day, what idiots talk about is, oh, my God, I got so unlucky, which doesn't, there's no there's no reward to be gleaned from a bad beat story. It's like, yeah, kid, you played King Jack under the gun and you fucking lost. Congratulations, fucking Lations. Get the fuck out of my face. So... What, what professionals, what her and her book and her brother and Phil Ivy did, was they would dissect hands, and the outcome didn't matter. They would just dissect hands whether or not they made the right decision with the, with the information they had at the time. And so the discussion in the, in the group was, do we have truth-seeking groups in our own life? And my answer was, honestly, I don't. With things that I really care about, I don't have friends that are into that thing as much as I am. So like investing. You know, my best friends, they're into their own shit. You know, like investing is not really something they think about. So, you know, I don't have that. I mean, I do have that for things that matter to me less uh, to a certain degree, like board games and stuff. If I really want to talk board game strategy, I could, but it's not really something that... You know, I'm really driven. I love strategies of board games. But it's not something I'd really spend like hours and hours talking about, perfecting my craft or anything. But so anyway, I thought that was interesting. The idea of coming up with a truth a truth seeking group where people that will you know play devil's advocate, people that'll you can bounce uh, things off of, and they'll they'll look at your decisions under a microscope using a proper analysis, not just saying, well, you know, you were wrong because you got unlucky. So anyway, um, I knew this was going to be a short episode uh i going into the book club i i kind of have it like a one eye open recommendation but the other people in the book club really loved it and like they and they don't say that often they they really i don't think i've ever heard them say that before they really loved it and i think what it is is if you're not a gambler and you're not used to thinking probabilistically then this book can be a, an eye opener for you when you realize that you know life is random. And when people hear the word random, they typically think to mean unpredictable. Um, like you walking down the street, a piano drops out of the sky. Oh my God, that's random. But really, what random just means is that there's a whole slew of possible outcomes and the probabilities associated to each one. And it's your job to apply probabilities to those. And, you know, you're never going to be perfect at it, but, um, you know, that's still kind of what you do without really thinking about it. And uh, not be so either or, or, not be so black and white with your beliefs. Um, realize that, you know, instead of being 100% sure all the time, be like, just realistic. Be like, you know what? I'm like 70% sure that's the actor from that movie. You know, don't don't, don't be so live and die. Um, realize that, uh, I don't think I'm rambling at this point, but uh, the world's random uh, and you're assigning probabilities to things. And I'm just repeating myself because it's late and I'm tired. But anyway, interesting book. Um, I recommend I recommend you go out and you read it, which if you listen to the show, doesn't happen very often. But uh, all right, that's a good place to end. Two minutes ago would have been the correct place to end. But uh, I didn't know that at the time. So have a good night. Bye-bye.